Welcome to Pop Culture Pandemonium, the show where we talk about all things related to pop culture, such as movies, TV shows, music, comic books, fashion, and whatever else we want to talk about. After all, this is our podcast, and you're just listening. I'm the host with the most, Derek Rodriguez, joined by Forrest. Say hello, Forrest. Hello, good, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty fine myself. That's good. And if you're a fan of this type of thing, and you want to hear our lovely voices more, especially mine's... Nah, it's, nah, it's me, bro. Get out of here. Make sure you follow us on Spotify, Acast, Anchor, and download the Radio FX mobile app for keeping your speakers on ice. As I said, I'm joined by Forrest, and we're here to discuss whether somebody can have a favorite movie of all time. So, Forrest, what do you think about that? In terms of favorite movies, I don't believe it's favorite movies in general, at least in my instance. It's more so you pick a genre and then go from there. I mean, there's so many people who say they have a favorite movie, but at the same time, when they ask what movie, they either put an entire franchise or a a list of 15 movies right in front of you, and you're just like, this isn't one. Yeah, exactly, because it's not a singular movie. There's so many different themes that goes with that. Yeah, there's many genres, there's many um, franchises, there are many writers. What's your favorite movie? Oh, mine's Michael Bay. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> there are people out there who really think that the Transformers movie nah, is nah, the I best know. of all time. Oh, I know. I've met people that look at me in the eyes and be like, yo, Pacific Rim was freaking lit. <laughs> I mean, I like Pacific Rim, honestly. Oh, just the action scenes. I'm not going to get into that. All right. Okay. <laughs> just skip past All right, those. then what, what is your favorite movie of all time? Like, what are some of yours? All right. In terms of genres, if we talk in sci-fi, Alien and Predator, both of them for vastly different reasons. Well, yeah, both Alien, Xenomorphs, and Predator. Yeah, exactly. the most iconic uh, characters of movie industry. Oh, murdering things from outer space, yeah. They even showed up in Mortal Kombat X, and those two are, like, such fun to play as. Agreed. But the Xenomorph was Baraka, so technically it's a version of the Xenomorph, not a human Xenomorph. I'm sorry, that's just me nerding out. It's cool. We're nerds, after all, and the people who are listening to this are most likely nerds. If not, they would have not clicked on here. Just a little bit. So nerd is pretty much a person who loves anything that they want to without any care of whatever some people say, whether somebody calls them a mega nerd or uh, anyone else. Please do not call anyone an uber nerd because those people are idiots. It's never a bad term. Always remember that. Yeah. Okay. So my favorite movie genres are action and superhero movies. I love superhero movies. People say that they're overdone, they're overplayed, but Marvel movies, they find a way to make everything, like, different. Not DC. Not DC. But do you like the DC universe in and of itself? Oh, the DC universe in and of itself is amazing. I really love the villains there, especially Batman villains. They are really good. How can one superhero have so many different villains? In a sense, I think DC can be have a more darker, in terms of a creative side, for in terms of villains and backstories that Marvel just won't be willing to take. Which is not necessarily a bad thing, it just means that you have more diversity. Yeah, especially uh, one of the darkest villains is the Joker, no matter how much of a clown he really is. But there's definitely a really dark side of, of him. That is true. Speaking of favorite movies, any favorite Marvel movies? Okay, don't get me started because I will say five different movies. Nah, I'm getting right started. This is your podcast. I want to do favorite movies. You better, you better keep that lips moving. Oh, yeah, definitely. Gardens of the Galaxy 1 and 2 always have to be on the top of my list because the scenes are hilarious, but Dave Bautista being Drax is such a good character role. See, here's the thing, though. If you do see him perfectly still, no one can see you. Yeah. You're supposed to laugh at that. Oh, I'm sorry. Cool story, bro. 
Cool story, bro. That's not really uh, funny. I forgot to laugh. Uh, thanks, bro. All right. <laughs> In terms of my f- uh, favorite Marvel movies, that, that's a tough one. The Thor ones never clicked with me. The Thor ones were neat because I felt they were too discombobulated with too many themes. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. Thor is hella hot. Don't even get me started, my dude. <laughs> It's, uh, who's the actor, the most actor with the name? Uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth, yeah, yeah. Okay. That dude. Alright, anyway. <laughs> so, in terms of favorite Marvel movies, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, easily. One of the best. It was revolutionary for, not necessarily revolutionary, but it changed the scope of how Marvel movies were played out from there on forth. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the second one? Second one, I enjoyed it, but I still believe that the first one was a little bit better in terms of story and action and just how some of the scenes were shot. I mean, the comedy in the second one is so good, especially Drax being like the leading source of comedy in there. See, that's the thing, though. If you put too much comedy in an action movie where it's... It's okay if I say, if I say spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, don't worry. I'm just going to genocide a planet after planet, and I'm, I gave your mother cancer and freaking killed her. Ha-ha! I'm going to stand still! Don't get me started on that character. We'll save that for another time. All right, all right. Because I have so much to say about that one part of the movie. Otherwise, the movie itself is, like, perfect. I love the soundtrack. <laughs> Casually drop, yeah, I gave your mom cancer. Peace out, fam. I honestly hate that character so much. Exactly, that's the thing. And they did a good job of making you hate him, which, which is good, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, th- you know a movie is amazing when there's always a character that you're meant to hate and you hate so much, as opposed to a character that you are meant to hate that and you love. That dude was shady from the start, though. Oh, yeah, he just showed up out of nowhere and be like, Hey, what's up, son? I'm your dad. Hey, Peter, I'm your father. <laughs> and if we're talking about amazing stories, we have to talk about Star Wars. No, 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 no. Really? It, it depends which Star Wars we're talking. Are okay. we talking old, old? Are we talking prequels? Are we talking... The new new. We'll save the prequels to a different time, but the first three, the original trilogy, that is just brilliant storytelling right there. Exactly. And with the new, <clears throat> and at that time with the entire new animation style and how story was being developed and the film capture, that really made that movie pop. Yeah. Especially for that time. Yeah, and Star Wars itself is, like, one of the most iconic movies of all time. Oh, easily, yeah. There's so many scenes that are, like, replicated in other movies, so many lines that are replicated in other movies and video games, and plus, Star Wars merchandise is still being sold to this day. Exactly. If Disney bought it, you know you're doing something good. I mean, Disney practically buys anything nowadays. That's correct, but they go for the main products. They go for the eye-catchers, the eye candy. So, pretty much Marvel, uh, Star Wars, and then... Pixar and Disney Animations are like two different animation studios. And didn't they buy Fox? They bought Fox? Really? I, th- I think so. It's either they bought Fox or another thing, so technically they own Alien. Wow. Yeah, I know. Looks like Disney's going to be doing uh, Alien uh, musical nowadays. It's, it's, I want that, though. If the Xenomorph could like, just grab like, a cadence hop and just like, do like, a little tap dance, I would adore <laughs> that. And just, like, aliens breaking into song as they just, like, murder different people. Oh, and, like, a second mouth comes out of their neck, and they're like, Oh, my baby, oh, my honey. So kill me, I love that. Okay. <laughs> Talking about things that uh, kill. Terrible movies. We're definitely going into movies that are the worst. What do you got? See, I've told you about this. I made you purposely do research on this. Joshua on the Promised Lands. Oh. What were your thoughts? Okay. So first off, I'm going to say this. Biblical stories, they're actually really good to be put in theater. 
especially the whole story of Moses itself, because it's actually really interesting. You don't even have to be Christian in order to read that story and be captivated by it. And one good way to do it is uh, Prince of Egypt. Gotcha. That makes sense. Because that is actually the where it tells the story of Moses in an amazing way. DreamWorks did such a phenomenal job. This is not DreamWorks. Oh, not at all, though. If, well, that thing got no money to begin with. Yeah, and it took four years to, for it to make. Just the animation was just not up point. So, for those who do not know Joshua in the Promised Land, what is it? It's more so an adaptation of a biblical version of Moses, just essentially done with very poorly CGI furries. Oh, yeah. There are several moments when the CGI furries flip through the screen. There are moments where, like, bodies were contortioned in so many strange ways. And the main character, Joshua. The voice acting. The voice acting is terrible. I think it's only done with, like, two or three people. And the effort shows. Oh, yeah, easily. And it's just such a terrible movie that if you want to watch it, it's one hour and 30 minutes. And it's available on YouTube, so you can just look up Joshua in the Promised Land and... Have fun hating that movie for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, believe me. I know. Other movies that are, that are pretty bad are Shrek the Third and Shrek Forever After, for some reason? What do you mean, for some reason? That was terrible. What do you mean? I actually enjoyed that movie. I actually enjoyed Shrek Forever After. It was not that bad. I will have to disagree with you with that, just as of this instance. Okay, tell me why. It's been a while since I've seen it. Just It's, it, it's really trippy for some well, for some reason, at least for me when I was that age, it was just really dark for the Shrek theme. I mean, the whole aspect of Shrek not even wanting to go back on his word and not wanting kids at all. Right, exactly. It's in, it's an interesting take, but at the same time, just TV, really a little dark bit lighter. Kids movie. Yeah, exactly. It probably should have been a little bit more lighter, but I like the effort that it took, and they made Rumpelstiltskin into somewhat of an interesting character. What was what story? But was Rumpelstiltskin from? I forgot. The one where he was Rumpelstiltskin. It was something about sweeping something, I think. I may be getting that really mixed up. Yeah, I do not know that much about storybooks, but Shrek the Third is definitely one of the worst movies that I've ever seen. Oh, agreed. Is there, oh, sorry. Yeah, they tried to make uh, princesses in there not what they are, and plus, it was like an unnecessary, ooh, girl power movement. Let's go. Why? Uh, I'm not sure. Is there anything else that we need to cover, or is it, or is it good enough? Nah, this is perfectly fine. And this has been Pop Culture Pandemonium. Thank you for listening. My thanks to Forrest, and goodbye.